Good morning. This is Tommy Ray, and we're in episode 76 of Water Rights, Laws, Guns, and Money. Sometimes I think it should be called Water and Stupidity. Today is June 11, 2023, and we're going to talk again about Arizona. You decide how stupid they are being. I am quoting much of today's material from a June 1 CNN article. But before we get to what I think is the ostrich sticking his head in the sand, let's look at some of the promotional material on Arizona water from the September 22, 2022 issue of Arizona Big Media. This reminds me somewhat of late 1800s promotional material from Denver saying that paddlewheel boats could navigate the Platte River all the way to Denver. And the greatest embellishment of all, rain follows the plow. So come on out and start plowing up that native grassland. What a crock. But suckers are born every day. I have looked at the sources of funding for Arizona Big Medium. First, it's all about Arizona business news and real estate development. Everything is good, so come on down and buy up more of that desert land and make it bloom. They report how good things are and don't say too much about potential future water shortages. Here are facts they want you to know about Arizona's water supply. Arizona leads the nation with rigorous water conservation efforts, and because of the 1980 Groundwater Management Act, Arizona has the legal and physical infrastructure that maintains a 100-year assured water supply to meet the current and future needs of residents and industry. How can you maintain a 100-year water supply if every year you take water out of it. Okay, well, Colorado has regulations that a 100-year supply must be shown for groundwater wells in the Denver Basin aquifers. Those wells are dropping like a rock, and cities like Castle Rock and Parker are trying hard to wean away from dependence on aquifers doesn't sound much like Arizona is making that effort. Some more of Arizona big media statistics. Arizona has five times more water stored than is used and has never mandated municipal or residential restrictions on uses throughout the state's history. Maybe they better start mandating some restrictions. On Monday, August 16, 2021, U.S. officials declared the first ever water shortage from the Colorado River that will cause Arizona to take an 18% cut starting in 2022. This will not impact municipal or residential uses. Arizona has the junior water position along the Colorado River, and that's been the case since 1968 
when the Central Arizona Project was authorized. But we all know the Central Arizona Project is going to be curtailed. Nevada is 100% reliant on the Colorado River. California's predominant water supply is 60% Colorado River. Only 36% of the Arizona water supply is provided by the Colorado River. Yes, but 36% is a huge number. Now listen to what the Central Arizona Project website says. The Lower Colorado River Basin is in a Tier 2A shortage for 2023. This means Arizona's Colorado River supply will be reduced by 592,000 acre-feet. This is 34% of Central Arizona's project's normal supply in an average year. That's a big chunk. Nearly all the reductions within Arizona will be borne by Central Arizona Project water users. Others that will be curtailed are farms that divert directly from the Colorado River in southwest Arizona near Yuma. Back to Arizona big media statistics. Arizona has 13.2 million acre-feet of water stored in reservoirs as well as underground, with 7.1 million acre-feet of that total stored in the greater Phoenix area. Surely, this is a misprint because I can't find anything close to these numbers on the internet. Because of the infrastructure in place, Arizona can pull and replace water as needed. Replace water as needed? Really? Where's that replacement water coming from? Don't tell me that the aquifer isn't dropping. I'd like to know the water level in Arizona each year. I know it ain't staying static. Why don't they report that? 93% of water that enters the greater Phoenix waste stream can be reclaimed and treated for potable use. I can't say anything about that other than they should be doing that. Phoenix has promoted itself as a hub of advanced manufacturing and data centers. Semiconductor manufacturing plants need massive amounts of water. As Joe Cryer, former president of the San Antonio Chamber of Commerce said, when semiconductor manufacturing plants look to build new facilities, water access and availability is the first question they ask. I wonder how many are looking at Arizona today. Let's look at some more Arizona big media statistics. Data centers are absolutely necessary to greater Phoenix's ability to attract investment from advanced back office and security operation centers and high-tech advanced manufacturing and semiconductor companies. Partners such as Salt River Project 
and the University of Arizona are working together on studies and solutions around data center water use, reuse, and alternative cooling processes that will make these facilities more sustainable in the long term. The demand side is not insurmountable, but ongoing investment in infrastructure to ensure the availability of natural resources, including water, is paramount in relation to greater Phoenix ability to attract continued investment from semiconductor and advanced manufacturing firms. Salt River Project is working with the Department of Reclamation to modify Bartlett Dam to increase storage capacity to 100,000 acre feet for utilization, which will service nearly 100,000 people. Why are they sweating over 100,000 acre feet if they have 13.2 million acre feet in reservoirs? The numbers don't jibe. Currently, Roosevelt Dam can capture 3.4 million acre feet of water, but not all of it is available for use. Salt River Project is working with partners to be able to produce 300,000 acre feet of water for utilization. So where's the rest of the water going? Arizona big media? This doesn't make sense. I'm not betting my semiconductor plant on Arizona big media statistics. The city of Phoenix's water supply comes primarily from the Salt River Project, which brings water by canal and pipeline from the Salt and Verde Rivers, and the Central Arizona Project, which transports Colorado River water. We know that last source is going to be curtailed. So now we know what the boosters are saying. What are officials saying? Arizona officials announced Thursday the state will no longer grant certifications for new developments within the Phoenix area as groundwater rapidly disappears amid years of water overuse and climate change-driven drought. A new study showed that the groundwater supporting the Phoenix area likely can't meet additional development demand in the coming century. Governor Katie Hobbs and the state's top water officials outlined the results of the study looking at groundwater demand within the Phoenix metro area, which is regulated by a state law that tries to ensure Arizona's housing developments, businesses, and farms are not using more groundwater than is being replaced. The study found that around 4% of the area's demand for groundwater, close to 4.9 million acre-feet, cannot be met over the next 100 years under current condition, a huge shortage that will have significant implications for housing developments in the coming years in the booming Phoenix metro area, which has led the nation in population growth. Maybe some Arizonans don't like regulations. I would ask the anti-regulation folks, 
Would you rather have regulations on overusing your groundwater or face a certainty of running out of water? State officials said the announcement wouldn't impact developments that have already been approved. However, developers that are seeking to build new construction will have to demonstrate they can provide an assured water supply for 100 years using water from a source that is not local groundwater. Under state law, having that assured supply is the key to getting the necessary certificates to build housing developments or large industrial buildings that use water. Many cities in the Phoenix metro area, including Scottsdale and Tempe, already have this assured water supply, but private developers also must demonstrate they can meet it. Thursday's announcement is an example of the law working as intended, according to an analysis by Arizona State University's Kyle Center for Water Policy. Growth in the Phoenix area will likely continue under the new restrictions, the analysis said, but the rate of growth will likely change. It's going to make it harder for developments to spring up on raw desert in the far-flung parts of town where developers like to develop. Sarah Porter, the director of the Kyle Center for Water Policy, told CNN. It's another impediment to that kind of development. Porter said the change won't necessarily curtail development in the booming Phoenix metro area, but it could push it towards bigger and older cities like Tempe and Scottsdale. Nor is it expected to curtail water use for industry and manufacturing, an important distinction given Arizona is quickly becoming a hub for advanced manufacturing of technology, including semiconductor chips. Why? Why won't it impact decisions on where to locate high-tech manufacturing? I think it will. It really is only impacting housing subdivisions, Porter said. There will continue to be new homes built because they have already proved up their 100-year supply using groundwater, and they were figured into the model. There's this runway of continued development. But Porter likened Thursday's announcement to a big flashing billboard telling private developers to find a new, more sustainable source of water or build elsewhere. Won't the semiconductor people also see those flashing billboards? Besides conserving water and projects recycling water, Arizona elected official, including Senator Mark Kelly, a Democrat, have advocated for creating new water supply through desalinization, where ocean water is treated to remove the salt. Desalination is used in some water-scarce country, but it's been criticized for being expensive and energy-intensive. Uh, where's the ocean next to Arizona? There must be some deeper aquifers that are saline, 
that could be tapped to prevent Arizona from running out of water, but this was not discussed. Giant desiccation cracks can be seen north of Kingman in northwest Arizona. These cracks form as underground water that supports the land is depleted. Looks like a giant billboard to me. And while the groundwater supplies around Phoenix and other cities are regulated under state law, much of rural Arizona is unregulated, allowing large corporate farms to use unlimited groundwater for crops. Wells are running dry in drought-weary southwest Arizona as foreign-owned farms guzzle water to feed cattle overseas. One of those farms, owned by a Saudi company, has gotten increased scrutiny from state officials, including Arizona's new Democratic Attorney General, Chris Mays. Some rural areas of the state have passed groundwater regulations themselves or have successfully persuaded the Arizona Department of Water Resources to grant them some protections that stop unlimited water use. About time! Kathleen Ferris, a former state water official and one of the architects of Arizona's landmark 1980 groundwater management law, told CNN last year that groundwater is akin to a savings account for those who live in the desert. I agree with that. And Arizona is drawing out of savings hand over fist. Goodness gracious, I think Arizona is in real trouble. With the Central Arizona Project being cut back and the federal government beginning to regulate how much water is released from Lake Mead, which will impact all the farms around Yuma, they got problems that I think will only get worse. I wouldn't be investing in real estate in Arizona. I truly think they have reached the peak of how much development their water supply can support and thus development should be on a downward trend. If I had property in Arizona, I would sell out now. It seems to be a huge Ponzi scheme to me. The last ones in are going to be left with a big empty bag of nothing. Without water, you got nothing. I know the Chamber of Commerce hates me saying that, but as I've said before, I get to say what I think. And speaking of thinking, I think it's time to stop this episode. If you want to reach me, email me at tommy at nowater.com. K-N-O-W hyphen water dot com. Maybe I'll tell you where my favorite mountain stream is and we can go enjoy that pleasing sound together. In the meantime, I'm going and I hope you will at least listen in. See you next time.